I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. With host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbro. All right, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour. I'm your host, Ralph Malbro. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan, Andrew. We taped the first two episodes of season two of Drunk Saints History this Saturday. I was shit faced. You were not. Uh, it got. I was, drinking, I was drinking some Andy Gators. I was. It got. It, it got oh, lame, dude. It. It got Andy weird. Andy Gator is lame. Drinking beer. That's yeah. too, too. Unless you were, unless you were chugging them. I, I was. About, I mean, them. I mean, I don't. I don't want to. I mean, first of all, it's an eight percent beer. But secondly, I don't want to spoil. Uh, spoiler alert here, but Ralph <laughs> may or may not have called Ditka Mitka. It's the the it's the it's the greatest mispronounce mis, mispronunciation I've you ever. You can't even had. pronounce mispronunciation. I know it's the greatest mispronunciation I've ever had. Like, and it's not even like. Well, second, that seems more like a brain fart, though, not a mispronunciation. Maybe. I mean, obviously, you know Ditka's name he is said Ditka. Mitka, dude. No, I, I'm sure that's what how he could said, you let him but... off the hook for this? I know. I had four. I had I, I pre-gamed four beers in. 20 minutes before the show because I want to be authentic for the people and I don't fake the drunkness, even if I have to power drink to get there before we start. So thanks everybody for donating. Those are going to go March. So we got March and then we did pets. Well, and so thanks everybody for donating. You'll get those. So, you know, it's the, it's, it's the off season and it's the dead period before free agency starts. And there's no news unless people, you don't want saints news this time of year, unless it's, unless Drew Brees signs, you don't want any saints news on this show because it means a player gets arrested. Pretty much. Is that is that fair to say, gentlemen? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we try to figure out, like, topics to do. So, Andrew, I saw this today, uh, and it's just a rumor, but the Chiefs, because they traded they, they traded Alex Smith and got a cornerback and uh, uh, in the trade, and they may sign another guy. The rumor is that they may look to trade Marcus Peters, who's got 
yeah, this year. And Nick, it's and not. Nick, it's not. It's it's not a rumor. It was pro football focus just speculating, just taking the taking the idea to the next step. I wouldn't call it a rumor. I would just say it, it was one website that said, "Oh yeah, this could potentially well, mean this." It's good enough for a fucking topic. That's what it's good <laughs> enough for, Dave. So, but here's the thing: like, if he came available, Andrew. The Saints mm-hmm. loved him in 2015. Not enough to pick him ahead of Pete, but they were gonna. They had a trade ready to work out, and they were gonna pick him at. Uh, they were gonna move up from 32 and get him with the Chiefs. But the Chiefs were like, "Nah, we'll just take him ourselves." Um, and you know, last offseason the Saints were fucking desperate for corner, but now it's like they went all in with character guys. Like if Marcus Peter came came available with the Saints. Like with the old flame rekindle, and they'd be like, "Man, we could we could pair him with Lattimore. That'd be fucking awesome." Well, I did not want him in that draft year. I mean, no, I remember we, we we debated this, um, and you know, I, my my thing is always, you know, I, I'm always kind of risk adverse, in general, actually, but uh, in life. But uh, I would say that you know, with football, you know, I just felt like Marcus Peters. It was too big of a risk, and then obviously he comes in as a rookie and blows the doors off the league, you know? I mean, he was just incredible. I mean, he, I, I would say his rookie year was more incredible than Lattimore's. Um, and, you know, he, he's he's lived up to the billing. So he's an incredible player. You know, at the same time, the Chiefs don't want to pay him. If they're trading him right now when his value is as high as it's ever going to be, maybe, um, that tells me they don't want to pay him. And he's difficult and- on a winning team. Like like Andy Reid, nobody's ever been like Andy Reid. He's a hard ass. He's really tough to play for. He doesn't get along with players, you know. Like, yeah. But here's well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's true. I mean, I, I think that his this whole thing that happened with him last season, which was he got upset in a game. He was like trying to get ejected from the game. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't get ejected from the game. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I mean, no, that, so that's, that's coming that's back on the sideline. That's the kind yeah. of guy. Well, but but my point is is that Ralph was saying well, he was on a winning team. Well, I think this was after, I think this was when the Chiefs started sliding and they were yeah. in a five or six game losing streak. So I, I yeah. think that's where but some they of were the frustration still in the was. Playoff mix at that point. I mean, well, because still... they were in a shitty division, but yeah. you know, they, they were they went from beating the Patriots opening night and. And yeah. looking dominant and spectacular, and all of a sudden they were losing six games. So I mean, I mean, I just don't want to assume that Lattimore and Crawley <coughs> and PJ Williams have maturity-wise that they've arrived, you know. And I, I don't want to assume that those guys can't be influenced by someone who sometimes plays so out of his mind that he gets a lot of credit and a lot locker room and a lot of media hype and a lot of fan love and then the minute things start to go awry or you know that he can influence the locker room in a negative way and I just think Marcus Peters is one of those guys so you know you weigh like the on the field is it an upgrade for the Saints I mean my god unquestionably if they were able to land a player like that you won't be able to pay him and you you won't be able to pay him and Lattimore I just think they have too many contracts yeah. They have too many contracts coming up. With you look at how many good young players are on this team with Lattimore and Mike Thomas, and you, I mean you can't pay them all, you yeah. know. And and I mean, Camara, Mike Thomas, Lattimore. I mean those are potentially several years down the road, major major contracts. We don't really know what's going to happen with Drew Brees, but at some point you're going to have to go get a quarterback. And you know, do you pay market value twenty five million a year for a new guy? So. You know, the Saints are going to have to weigh a lot of things financially, and I just, 
uh, that guy makes me nervous. Yeah, the thing is with him, and this, I, I don't even know if you describe I mean, the it. Chiefs getting rid of him says it all, honestly. Yeah, well, here's the thing, like, and it's, I, I don't even know if you describe it as a, as, a, as a warning light, because I think it's like, a, whatever's, whatever's worse than a warning light, this would be it. He leads the fucking NFL in interceptions since 2015, and if Kansas City's like, we want to get rid of him, I mean... It, Dave, you can't have a big, bigger red flag than that. Well, I, I smell Jarris Bird. It's weeks yeah. of Jarris well, Bird. The, the other thing, I mean, Jarris yeah. Bird had the most interceptions of safety in the league at the time, uh, and and the Bills were, you know, they didn't re-sign him. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, so, I mean, you know, there's similar, you know, I, I see some similarities here. I mean, my thing is, is I, I think I have a new philosophy on on the off season for the Saints, and and that is. Don't go for the big splash. Don't don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't go for the one big name guy. But will they uh, do that? I know. I know that's a good. That's a great I think, plan. I, I they, think they've learned their lesson. I, I don't I, maybe know. I'm being, maybe I'm maybe, maybe yeah. I'm being naive. But I mean, you look at this team that they have that, that they have now that they just had a great season with. You guys, you know, you drafted great. You built great through the draft. Two pretty decent years drafting. Um, yeah, but you know, let's not forget you, that amidst all that, though, amidst all that stuff you're talking about, Dave, are two moves in Nick Fairley and Kobe Fleener that they've made recently that you despised. You despised both of those, and <laughs> they're both blowing up in their face. Now, we're not talking about it as much, and it's not that big of a deal because they won last year, but I'm just saying. Well, here, but, oh, but but that That's furthers that. my point that they should stop doing that. <laughs> Did they learn yeah, but, that? but those but, but weren't even like. But, but will they? Yeah, and here's, no, I don't know. And here's the know. thing. Here's the thing. If th- those aren't even like Nick Fairley and Fleener for all the, they and Dave was right on those moves. They shouldn't have done them. But here's the thing. Like those weren't like ridiculous overpays and all that. It wasn't like Jer- it wasn't like when they signed Fleener, they reset the tight end market. When they signed Jarris Bird, they reset the fucking safety market at the top. You know? And here's the thing. Like last year, Andrew, I remind you, day one in free agency, what were we texting mm-hmm. about like schoolgirls giddy over? It was the Kevin Zietler, the number one guard, who yeah. were the two teams left to decide it was the saints and it was cleveland cleveland signed zietler 20 minutes later the saints got warford for half the price but it doesn't mean that they wouldn't have done it and gave zietler like 11 or 12 million dollars if he'd have taken it and they tried mm-hmm. to get josh norman last year they had peyton calling him on the phone trying to have him not sign with the redskins they had the the breeze had agreed to redo his deal so they could bring josh norman in and let's not forget Malcolm Butler system for it. We're going to give him $50 million. So I don't know. Like, Dave, I agree with you. This is They shouldn't go all in and, and get, like, one big guy to, like, say he's going to solve all the problems. But I but don't they know. they just can't help themselves. That's it. Like, they, they, like it, it didn't happen. <laughs> like a fat but, kid at a buffet. Yeah, like, like the, the, they're, the fat, they're the fat kid that went to the buffet, and the, the buffet was, like, we're closed. So he had a salad. But it doesn't mean that he really didn't want the buffet. It's like the smoker with emphysema who's still <laughs> sucking down two packs a day. Yeah. I mean, so, like, that's my thing. I argue with people, like, they haven't changed much. So, but but here's the thing. I mean, but here, Andrew, it is a valid point. But they, have they, do you think they look back at the last two off seasons and go, maybe 
we got lucky we didn't make these big moves. Maybe we just need to be slow and study and, and not go big. Do you think maybe is there a chance that they have thought that? Well, so first of all, I think the mentality is we're going to be aggressive, you know? And so I think if they believe that a move is going to be a difference, then they will do it. Um, you know, it's just a question of how much they believe in it. I mean, in Sean Payton, I mean, if you study him, if you've read his book, if you watch him on the sidelines, like, if he feels good about something, he's doubling down on it. That's his personality. That's Loomis's personality. And they're, that's just what they're going to do. Now, I think if anything, the success they've had with Jeff Ireland the last two years makes them even more confident and their ability to evaluate talent, especially draft picks. So oh, they're trading moving up, up in the draft I... is more, yeah, more on the table. I think they're more confident in their ability to draft a guy and know that he's going to be awesome. Um, so, yeah, look, the contributions they got from Lattimore and Kamara in year one, like think about how they got Jordan and Trump in the same year. And it was, those were two phenomenal first-round draft picks. But for both of those guys, it took them a while to get really good yep. in the league. Like Cam Jordan wasn't great in year one, and Mark Ingram was kind of in for like three years. So it, it took them time to get used to the league. So like what Kamara and Lattimore were able to do in year one, I mean, they're, they're way ahead of Ingram and Jordan were to start the, their, their career. So I just think Ireland and Loomis, I mean, their egos, their confidence in themselves is – off the charts right now. And I don't think there's any way you could say, oh, they're going to be smarter now. Things have changed. I think, you know, the NFL is a what have you done for me lately business. And right now lately is is feeling pretty good for, for the Saints. Yeah. And you're right or wrong. You know, like it, it may be a good thing and it could blow up in their face, but they're going to be aggressive. Dave. I well, my, my, my problem, I, I don't disagree with anything that Andrew said, but it's it's frustrating to sit back and watch this, especially if, if they continue to be aggressive. I mean, this isn't the NBA. This is the NFL. Injuries happen. You spend all this money on one player, and it all goes to shit in five seconds if he's injured. You know, this isn't the NBA where, where you make one big signing, and that's 20% yeah. of your starting well, line. I don't think, I don't think they're going to blow it all on one guy, though. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be a Jairus Bird offseason because if you look at this last offseason, Dave— and I agree, I agree with you. And I think one thing that they realized by adding Manti Teo and adding um, – uh, who is that other Klein. linebacker they got? Yeah. I mean, well, Klein was a starter, but like drafting Anzalone and – I mean, they just – they knew that – I think Manti Teo is a perfect example. And, and Laribius of guys that they picked up that weren't huge signings, but like at some points in the season – they were like, holy shit, we need guys like that. And they played pretty well. It's like when you feel like the house is burning down because you've had all these injuries and these guys come in and they know what they're doing, they can actually hold the fort down. And so I think that was a great lesson for the Saints that, you know, and, and Sean Payton says this, you're only as good as your sixth corner and your third running back or whatever. <laughs> and and so I, I, think they're, I think they'll – Try to go for a couple home runs, and they did that with Warford this past year, and they and they did it with Fairley, and it blew up yeah, but in their Warford, face. But I think Warford wasn't like a, maybe a couple big contracts. 
Yeah, I mean, Warford wasn't a break the bank, but they were, you know, trying to break the bank for Zietler. And, you know, then Warford, they offered maybe a million a year less. But um, I think they'll go for one or two guys, and then the rest will just fill out the roster. But I, I think you look at Ted in, that was a great addition. I, I thought he really helped the team this year. And so, you know, if you, if you can get three or four Ted Ginns instead of one Jerks Bird, um, that's what they should do. I mean, I think we That's all right. agree on that. And and you know what? And you know what team does that very well? The New England Patriots. I hate to keep beating this drum, but the New England Patriots, whether you love them or hate them or like them, uh, you can't deny that their formula is absolutely one hundred percent the winning formula. And everything. I I I I don't understand yeah. why all thirty-one other teams aren't trying to duplicate every single thing that the Patriots do. It makes no sense to me. They, they, have, they, they, they have set the standard. All you need to do is just be more like them. Be more like Bill Belichick. Be well, more like the yeah, but Bill Tom, Belichick. Tom Brady, Tom Brady doesn't fall Well, yeah, I mean, Bill Belichick. No, but if you're the New Orleans Saints, you have Drew Brees, who's just yeah. as good, if not better. Yeah, but the I thing agree. that sets Bill Belichick apart is he's really good at identifying talent, and that's what this turns the Saints around, like <laughs> Jeff Ireland. Jeff Ireland has, has sort of righted the ship, basically, in, in the last two years. This draft was a grand slam home run, but 2016 was like a a two-run homer, you could say, a three-run homer. Here's the thing, Andrew, that I was thinking about while while y'all were talking about the Saints having the ultimate confidence. Here's the thing. Like, if the Saints in the draft say, we need a linebacker, right? And mm-hmm. we want and we want and Jeff Ireland says, Roquan Roquan Smith or whoever, whatever linebacker you like, Edmonds, whoever, they have the linebacker class this year in the draft is phenomenal, supposedly. But if Jeff Ireland says, this player is a fucking game-changing linebacker, and he is a once-in-a-five-year – he's a once-in-every-five-years player. Jeff Ireland has hit on, like, a dozen straight draft picks. Do you think the Saints are going to be like, eh, we'll just wait it out, Jeff. We can get another guy. Like, they're going to be like, okay, Jeff Ireland, the dude who is responsible for our fucking awesome draft, is telling us to go get this player – I think they're being, We're doing it. Yeah, yeah, they're doing it. And I, I just yeah. think I think they're more likely to be aggressive. Um the thing that's gonna be uh interesting to me, Dave, in free agency is the level of teeth gnashing and panic as we get to the what is it? The, it's March fourteenth, right, Andrew, is the date? Mm-hmm. For free agency. Yeah, to start. I think that's right. Yep. So Dave, on a scale of like no panic to total outright pandemonium panic. Drew Brees might leave. Oh my God, this is really happening. What do you think the panic's going to be like a week before free agency if Drew hasn't signed? Panic by who? Fans? Fans, everyone. Yeah. The, the media? Yeah. Uh, yeah there'll be lots of it. There'll be lots of that. Blood is it going to be necessary? No. Absolutely not necessary. How, how, many, how many Drew Brees contracts have we been through now? What's two? Since one, he first two, signed? Three. The first one, the, the 2012, and then last year, the extension, right? Three. Right. So, right. so we've been through two off-seasons already so far uh, where Drew Brees hasn't had a you know, contract. And it's gone beyond the deadline the first time, I think, right? Didn't it? Yeah. Um, so, and yet here he is. He's still here. So, you know, you guys can panic all you want. 
but you're wasting your goddamn time. Andrew, I want to go. But I want to. Well, sorry, what's the question? How how panicked will people be as we get closer to the start of free agency if Drew Brees doesn't sign? I think panic will be at like a DefCon one no, or four, whatever. I, I mean, I know. I really think the stuff that Brees said. I think short of Brees coming out and saying something publicly that puts pressure on the Saints and lets us know that oh shit, maybe things aren't what I thought they were. You know, I, I just, I, I think by now we've got to take Loomis and Breeze at their word. You know, like they have always gotten this done. It's, it's taken time. It's a lot of times they've done this at the 11th hour, but like, and I remember Pat panicking about this in years past, but I think we've all been there. And like, I also think some Saints fans are like, look, if it, Breeze is 39. Like, if it's time to move on, like, yeah, I'll be sad. But, like, I think there's a realization from Saints fans that this time is coming. And it might be – it's probably not this offseason, but it might be the next year or the year after that. But, like, he's not going to play forever. And so I just think at this point it would suck to move on from Breeze. But, like, I think Saints fans know that it's coming. And – but I, I just – I feel a lot less stress, and I think all Saints fans do. But part of it's what Bree said publicly. He's never done that before. He's never yeah. come out. You know, like when he's been in a contract year, he's never said, "Let's be honest, I'm coming back." He 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 just hasn't done that. Yeah. So I I just to me that means a lot. But but secondary from that, like, where is he going to go, man? Like, is he really going to go to a new city? move his family at this point in his career, like learn a new playbook, you know, play under a different coach, get new teammates or have to do chemistry all over again, spend a whole off season in practices to try to get on the same page with a new set of receivers and a new offense. I just, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. Yeah, the the he they they the pro football Dave they did the same thing about Marcus that they did with Marcus Peters today. They just throw it out there. They threw it out that you know Cleveland is a possibility, and I can think of I can think of a scenario where Drew Brees does not play for the Saints next year. It's far fetched, but I can I can do a scenario. There is no fucking scenario on this earth that Drew Brees is the quarterback <laughs> for the Cleveland Browns because because one, <laughs> no because they because once he I agree one, with you. One, but because once 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 Brees would say like say it's the day before and it, like his contract's not done and, and it comes out hey Brees is pissed off or whatever and he says look it's not working out with the Saints I may have to look elsewhere like Jacksonville Minnesota Denver whoever the fuck is going to come to the door and be like Drew what do you want and Cleveland <clears throat> whatever they can offer him like Jacksonville can offer just as much, uh, you know. So, so that'll happen. But um, if there was a team in San Diego that that didn't have Philip Rivers as their quarterback, I'd be, I'd be worried. That would be that would be kind of an easy move, I think, for him. He's already got a house out there, and his kids go to school out there part time. But yeah, uh, no, I mean the Browns. I mean, let's let's be realistic. I mean, if Drew Brees goes somewhere, I, I think it's to win to win a championship. I think he's smart enough to know he's not going to win a championship in Cleveland. So if he's going to lose, he might as well lose here in New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, and just to play devil's advocate on what, you know, what Andrew said, as far as, you know, Breeze this year, having said, you know, I'm staying here in New Orleans. I want to stay here in New Orleans. 
I want to retire as a saint. Uh, you know, Andrew's right. He's never said that kind of stuff publicly in, in any of his previous contract negotiations. But, you know, if you wanted to play devil's advocate, that could be him. That actually could be him putting pressure on the saints, you know, sh- showing the public, hey, I want to stay here. Yeah, maybe. So And so if I don't stay here, it's going to be because it's the all on them. don't sign yeah. me. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing is I would be – shitting my pants if the team was seven and nine again you know like oh. you could tell last, last year like he was just they're winning you know so i just i just feel like the whole vibe of like sean payton and breeze I mean, you could just tell like they're excited about the direction of the team they're excited about having another opportunity to compete for it um so i just think i mean just reading body language and interviews like the vibe feels great yeah. And that's why I'm less worried, you know. Yeah, he was at a it might have been no, it wasn't it wasn't the Rockets game, but he was at a Pelicans game and they interviewed him and he was just like euphorically happy. And it was post Minnesota, you know? Um so uh it's it's not gonna happen, but I, I, I do I, I do think the panic will get ratcheted up if he, the weekend before free agency if it's not done, even if it's not warranted, like the rumor like the rumors will fly because rumors generate let, – let's be real. Rumors generate clicks, and all it takes is Adam Schefter to tweet out something or some agent to leak something, and we'll be at fucking panic levels you, you never dreamed of, Andrew. I'm just telling you. It, you know, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be hard to stay calm. I'm just – that's my prediction. Um, before, we, before we get to the, the – Actually, we got some really good Twitter questions, so I'm just going to get to those right now. This is from Hunter, uh, Andrew. Would Brian Cushing make the linebackers better, even with just his influence? He said It said he's smart and inspirational. You know... He does a I, lot I of HGH. He does. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think he right does. now the, the Saints have a lot of wily vet- veterans and good leadership with Klein and Teo and Robertson. I, I just think it, if they're going to, and even Nate Stupar, I'd throw in the mix there. So if they're going to add linebackers, give me young athletic guys. Maybe. I think that we, we filled the quota for, you know, kind of veterans that are good leaders that are you know influential or whatever. Um, I, I think if there's something missing at that position for the saints, it's, an athletic player. So, I mean, it's two bad things didn't work out with Stefan Anthony, um, but that's the makeup of a player I would want at that position, young and, you know, a guy you can develop but has the physical tools. Yeah, and Dave, this is a really good question. I think we're all, we're all going to answer this one, but I'll start with you. This is from Brian. What's the one Saints move that, that this one Saints move the Saints could make that you dread? Well, we kind of just talked about it. But I mean, do you have like a specific? Do you have like a specific position or player in mind that you would be like, "Fuck." (laughs) Um, Because I I can think of one that would scare uh, scare me to death. I mean, hmm. uh. I don't have a specific player. I'm trying to think of a specific uh, position. I don't know. Who, who, who do you got, Ralph? My thing that would scare me to fucking death is Z- is Ezekiel Ansa. Why? Ansa from Detroit. 
Because the dude had two sacks in 2016. He had 12 sacks in 2017. He had three three-sack games against really shitty, shitty teams. And he's got a bad back. And uh, the last dude that the Saints gave a record deal to that had a bad back didn't work out well. Um, so he would scare me to death if the Saints gave him like five years, $70 million. Like, that would scare me to death. Andrew, would you have a, a move that would scare you to death? Um, I mean, I don't know it's, if it's an individual player as much as just kind of like the Jer- Jarris Bird deal. Yeah. You know, just like making a huge investment. You know, uh, Peters would scare me to death. I mean, you know, another thing about the Chiefs is when you look at, you know, their, their defense is aging. I mean, you look at Eric Berry. I mean, who knows how he's going to come back. And, you know, they used to have some stars like Derek Johnson and Tom Baha Lee and, and Justin Houston. And those guys oh, just aren't, yeah. with it. you know, those guys are all kind of done. So, like, that's what shocks me that they don't want to keep Peters because they have all these guys like the chiefs used to be the vaunted defense. That was just incredible. And kind of all those stars, those four or five guys I just mentioned are all kind of on the way out or coming back from major injuries. And so, or, or just old. And so the fact that they don't want to keep Peters is kind of shocking. I mean, it almost feels like the chiefs are blowing it up, especially having shipped out Alex Smith. Yeah. This is another great question from Joe. Uh, you can only and this 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 is another rumor. If Seattle blows up their team, this is his question. You can only have one. Bob trade for Bobby Wagner or sign hashtag system corner. Ooh, this is tough. I'll go. Ooh. I'll go That's first. That's a good question. It is. It's a great question. I'll go first because I'm the I'm the president and chairman of Sign the System Corner. Uh, well, what am I, I like the treasurer and vice president? Yeah, I mean, we talked Dave's about this. Secretary. We talked about this on the on the on the uh, on the, the when we were before we started. I'm gonna say my heart would want Malcolm Butler, and I would. And I want the T-shirt, and I want all the fun, and it'll just be like people will just be like congratulating me on the day they do it because I've I've wanted it so bad. Like I, my Twitter mentions will just be crazy. Like I just like got a job promotion or something, so I really really want it. But like Bobby <laughs> Wagner, Bobby Wagner at linebacker, he's older, but dude, Dave, he would be fucking awesome if you could get him for like a third or fourth round pick. I would. I think I have to go Bobby Wagner. Yeah, we have two third round picks this year. Do it two thirds or do, no two? F- yeah, no, I think we have two thirds. What do we? Mm. I don't think we have a second. We don't have Wait. a second. No, we, we have we have two fourths, right? And two fifths because we, we got the, we got the fifth for Amazing Anthony. Pearson. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah look we it up. F- Is somebody looking that up? No, nah. um, I don't think we have two thirds, Dave. So where, it, where where would we have gotten that third from? I don't know. Look it up. It's a fit. You're Dave. It's we have Dave. Oh wait, f- oh wait, we trade. Oh, no, never mind. We have two fifths. They have two fifths and two sixths. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Because no. where did fifth- they get the second sixth? Or Peterson. Where who? Where did they get the second fifth from? Anthony. Oh right, right, right. Stephon yeah. Anthony. Yeah. Val, you have you nice. have the shit memorized. I don't. I, how do you <laughs> fucking people remember the shit? What the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Do you remember your son's name? Marty. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to figure out, like, if, if you remember this random stupid shit, there has to be shit, important shit that you don't yeah, remember. Like, I'm just yeah, trying like, to figure out what like it my is. Brain, like, my brain is a bowl, and you can only fill it with so much. Uh, and it overflows, yeah. and then, like, knowledge falls out. Uh, yeah, I mean... It, I, Seattle might... Seattle might... Um, they might blow it up. I mean... Andrew Wagner would transform the shit, right? In line. Yeah. So I, I think you gave a great answer. I, I want Malcolm Butler selfishly just for like the, the fun on Twitter and the, the ridiculousness of it. And I mean, I do think it, it would be a upgrade on the field, but also just, you know, we, we've, we've gone so far with this, you know, and getting the t-shirt system core. I mean, selfish. just want to have a lot of fun with that, but on the field, um, I think Bobby Wagner has maybe is more transformative to this team. Um, and uh, just having him on the field I could make this defense even better. You know, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like I would really, so if we can just make the offense a tick more explosive, um, maybe add, you know, either a tight end or a receiver, hopefully get more healthy on the offensive line and then just maybe add one guy on defense. That's just like a Wagner. I really almost feel like that's all it would take for this team to be off the charts. Good. Yeah. I mean, they've done a deal. They've done, they did a big deal with Seattle, Dave. I'm just saying. They did. Yeah. Yeah. The Jimmy Graham, that was a holy shit moment, by the way. That I mean, I don't think no, nobody... Maybe they could package. Maybe they could package Wagner and Graham together. No, Graham's a free agent, though. Oh, even better. We'll just sign him uh, ourselves. <laughs> sign, trade for Wagner, sign Graham, send Benson one out to Seattle. Uh, it, it, uh, let me see what other questions we have. Um Oh, this is this is a question that I asked people on Twitter, and some uh, some people have said they're they're hiking in Oregon, they're learning to fish. Dave and Andrew, uh, Andrew, I'll start with you. How do you fill the time of the? This is the most dead NFL time, right? Between now and when free agency starts, how do you fill the time in your life with just no NFL news to discuss? Uh, I, I talk to my wife. My wife. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of get reacquainted re- with re- your kids. Yeah, reintroduce yeah. myself to my kids. Hello, children. I am your father. Um, yeah, I, I know I've been watching a lot of football in the basement, but uh, but I am real. I I do exist. I am here. Um, man, I I gotta say the wait is a lot easier for me when I'm not blogging every day. I think <laughs> when I'm, I, I think I said this last week or on a different show, but when I'm blogging every day in the off season, the grind of just coming up with topics, I just feel like it, it's, it's, it's much harder to get through the off season. Um, now, I mean, I'm kind of enjoying the break, you know, just cause I'm, I'm just, I mean, I'll watch the Pels, you know, I guess the Pels are kind of like my sports out, outlet, but, um, you know, the, there's plenty going on in my life personally with kids and, and, uh, you know, they, they play sports like my Colin's seven now. So he's, he, he was on Saturdays right now, he's doing indoor soccer and basketball. So, you know, it's like, I'm basically an Uber driver for my kids taking the, you know, my, my daughter has uh, gymnastics. So it's just like, 
a chauffeur, you know, just shuffling from one event to the next. Um, but I don't know. That stuff's fun. I love it, you know. So, but uh, Dave, I don't, how do you, how, I don't know. I don't know if I'm thinking that much about football other than the podcast. Honestly. Dave, how do you get through? Uh, how do you get through this this dead period? Yeah, I mean, I hate to be boring, but uh, I'm with Andrew on this one. I got two kids too, and uh, they keep me pretty damn busy. I'm, you know, lunch duty coordinator for my son's school, and uh, now I'm on the the golf tournament committee for my son's school and uh you know tomorrow i'm uh, co-hosting dinner for 12 tulanians uh as an involved alumnus wow dave what is it like in new orleans dave are are you guys have you guys been like ravaged by sickness in the last month no nobody got we 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 were all good and one of my buddy's kids has has had a fever from the flu for like 11 days oh my so We have had in the, in a two week period. I mean, my kids got the flu shot. Not that that guarantees that you don't get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. No, we've all I mean, we've we all got gotten like, flu shots. We got like but. regular. I mean, my kids got kind of regular sick, but really not too bad, and certainly not the flu. In the last two weeks, we we've all had colds, you know, like the runny nose and and that stuff. There's been like the twelve hour straight puking stomach bug, oh my God. and both of my kids got that, and now my wife has the flu. Maui. My way. My way. Get the Tamiflu so, uh, and a blanket. Yeah, I'm trying to talk to her into that, but she's she's not having it. <laughs> Tamiflu has some intense side effects. But does it work? Mm, the jury's out on that. Wow. Well, yeah. I, my thing is, is this is like um, starts like the peak wedding season in Houston. So my wife is she's doing weddings. She's doing a destination wedding in Vegas this weekend. She's got another one coming up. So I'm on like full time daddy duty by myself with this kid. So that sucks all all my time up. Um, I'm still waiting for I'm still waiting for your wife to send me some business, man. What? Yeah, the thing is, though, man, you 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 work in them that that the, the high end bands, Andrew, of like the, you know, we we do like like uh like she's doing a destination wedding in Vegas, aka this this couple is eloping, yeah, getting married in this <laughs> right, chapel. Right. Well, that's true. I mean, the thing is, uh, she does a lot. Like like, uh, do you have mariachi bands that you book, Andrew? Absolutely not. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm just there. You go. It's a different demographic. It's a different. It's a different. It's a different. The demographic in Houston is different than it's uh, different Charlotte. demographic, maybe. Uh, uh, so, so that so that's the thing, man. I, but the thing is, it you feel it feels so far away. But like March 14th isn't that like what's the date today? The 19th. So it's 19th, only yep. so it's only what three weeks. Yeah. We can do this, guys. We can, we can, we could plow, we could plow through it. I mean, the the one thing you don't want is uh, an arrest. You know, you don't want a Joe Morgan situation of a dude drunk in a car, passed out. You know, um, but that pretty much does it. I, I, Somebody lock Kamara in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> you worry, you worry about Kamara, don't you? I Andrew? do, I do. Just, I want him locked in a basement with only basic needs in a gym. You can work out, you can eat, and that's it. No sunlight for you. It's, we'll let you out. We'll let you out at OTAs. Go poop in the corner. 
<laughs> we let him out. Are you can, well, he can. Well, he's got. You can have Netflix. You know, he can have Netflix. And Dave, I'm not a savage. He doesn't have to go in the corner. We, we we'll give him a Turkish hole. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we gotta be humane here. Got to gotta have gotta have a little compassion, right? Some decency. I mean, yeah. yeah give him. A what about it? What about airheads? Uh, like two a week. You kind of ration. He has to ration it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way. To, that's a good way to end the podcast. So, um, so like I said, we'll have drunk history episode one and two, March and April, ready to go. And I got we got other people. We got guessers. I got. I, I don't have confirmation, but I, I got two people that I'm super excited about that are going to do, f- I think, four episodes for us. I can't. It's not. It's not the, the, the ink and stuff and the paperwork isn't dry, so I can't announce it. But it's really close. Um, so it's going to be. Oh, well, awesome. tell us after the show. It's going to be. Yeah, that. it's going to be all. It's going to be awesome. So. Um, Hashtag yeah, for Dave, for Hashtag Andrew. system corner. Yeah. Until, ne- <laughs> until next week. Ma- Malcolm Butner will be joining us next week. Butner. <laughs> oh, the bar's closed. You're an asshole, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion 
while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.